Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Well, hello there, Weirdsville. How you doing? It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. The sexiest true story, weird story, uh, mystery, wild world that we live in podcast. It's our special lovers episode for Valentine's, I am your number one lover, uh, Adam Beebe, and your other lover is the smiling sensei, Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry. Ladies and gentlemen, sexual chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what popped into my mind during your little uh, your little intro there, man. <laughs> Wasn't that great? That that uh, oh, coming man. to America was one of the oh, great. Man. Oh, so good, man. Uh, yeah, it's that time. Love is in the air, as they say. Yes. yes, it's Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this today on the release day, it's Valentine's Day. Or uh, if you're, you know, if you're like me, it's uh, it's single Singles Awareness Day. Uh, <laughs> so you know, if you uh, are a, if you are if you know a single person. And uh, you know, go uh, you know, give them a a a, a, a hug or a, buy them a or a high five or, or a high, high five. five, something like that. Recognize yeah their uh, their their troubles, their strives in the world, but also you know their their many uh, accomplishments and smart um, decisions. Smart decisions. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, Hey, it's time. It's what your weird story once again. It's another awkward introduction by me, Adam Beebe, and I was Barry Johnston. You all know that. I said that already. Um, you know Barry, what's weird? You know what's, what's weird? Going on? Yeah. The balloons. Besides, besides this band, besides what we're getting on here, <laughs> more balloons. There's more balloons, balloons right? More yeah. balloons. How many total balloons? Well. As far as I know of today, at this moment, there's been three. There, there was the the original one, which was the the, the OG weather, yeah. the OG weather balloon, right? Uh, but that. then there's been a couple of smaller ones, and one of them was shot over Canada yeah. as a request from the Canadian government and president. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't yes. realize. Oh, yeah, wow. we shot it down for our, our cousins uh, up to the north because you know what do you do when uh, you've got a, a, a like an animal or whatever? It's a varmint. It's around yeah. your house. It's terrorizing yeah. you know the chickens or whatever, um, and you don't own a gun um, because you know you're just a uh, you're a good folksy person who doesn't necessarily engage in hunting, but. You know, is just very. You know, your neighbor next door owns 
all, you know, half the guns in the world. Or, yep. you know, it's got more guns than people. What do you do? You call them. Yes. It, they come over and they do you a solid. And, you know, you pay them in, 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 in bacon, right? Canadian bacon. That's kind yeah, of what it is. So, yeah, anyway, yeah. They, we, they come, let us come pop your balloon. Yeah, that's right. So, Purdue, uh, he called and he, uh, he said, Can you shoot this thing down? We're like, you know, of course, we love to shoot things. And uh, so we brought it down, and then another one was shot down, um, I think, Sunday or Saturday, again, uh, just fairly recently over Lake Huron. And, you know, the first one is, I kind of, you know, it's, I, 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 you know, they say it wasn't government-sponsored, but, you know. I tend to think that maybe the government had something with it. But these others, these others, I'm not too sure about. You know, they could be kind of copycats. They could be people being instigators. Um, Who knows, man? I mean, we have they they got satellites. They can they can they can see every nose hair in your nose, for Christ's sake, dude. So it's like, I don't know what the the only intent I could see with doing something like that is some sort of. you know, tactic of, Hey, we're here kind of situation, but like, yeah, we all know, trolling, the, you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just very strange. It's also very strange how slow of a sort of response we gave. And yeah. uh, it's just weird. It's, I don't believe anything really anymore. That's fed to me. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. it doesn't, you know, and then, you know, it's funny though. Somebody call. I talked to a, a person today who I won't name, uh, but they've been on the podcast. Um, and he was telling me, he goes, so did they shoot a UFO over uh, over the weekend? And I go, well, I mean, why not? Why yeah. not? Yeah. Uh, at this point, who the fuck cares and who knows? Well, you know, and technically, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, I, as I read, uh, you know, the one that we shot for Canada was a balloon. The other one was another unidentified object. So who knows if they were weather balloons, you know, as right. is code military code for ufo yeah um you know but also uh it could be just again that's something that we you know have, they're telling us as a you know as the cover-up um yes yeah, because strange. we all know that despite them saying we're going to be more open about it you can't trust the yeah. government to release this information that is right top secret and could be used, you know, dangerously. Right. And, you know, right. To some degree, I understand that, but, uh, I also think it's, I also think it's, it's hilarious that just every, everything is Russia and China. You know what I mean? It's like everything, if we can't explain it, Russia and China are involved. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get away from that and just get towards our guest today. Uh, Raina, uh, not Raina, Raya, and uh, Raya joins us from an uh, undisclosed location, not in China, but in Utah, um, and she's here to talk to us about dreams and dreaming and dream work and connecting with, uh, you know, kind of, I guess, spiritual guides and astral projection, lots of cool stuff. So, Raya, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? What's my weird story? Um, it's definitely when I do not get to talk about as often as I would like. I can't really find people that uh, want to chat. About. Awesome. Yes, all right. You've yeah, got about the, crowd. the dream about dreams 
and the dream world and angels and, you know, possibly other beings. Awesome. That, yeah. So just some of my experiences regarding that. Great, great, great. We're excited. Awesome. Yeah. So I just kind of always felt like I had um, a connection to, you know, kind of the other side. Um, I don't know, in tune with energies, um, that kind of stuff. And, and really kind of felt, you know, I don't know what else to really call them. And so I typically just say angels because it's pretty universal. Um, so, so that's what I call them. I call them angels. Um, there are a lot of people out there I'm hearing stories and they're starting to call them like, I don't know. Um, somewhere out in space somewhere. But anyway, yeah. mine, um, mine, I'm just calling angels. Um, I have, since I was kind of a pretty young age, been able to feel presence um, around me mm-hmm. and also have, you know, felt, I call it a hug um, okay. because it's almost like, you know, like this pressure and um, warmth kind of like a hug would feel Mm. it doesn't feel threatening um or anything like that so um those kinds of things have been going on a lot in my life since i was pretty young okay um but kind of the the real visits or interactions with other beings or angels um really kind of started to surface a lot more in my 30s um and uh, do you know the do you know the terms like hypnagogic and hypnopompic? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. If you could, okay. uh, yeah, elaborate on that. So hypnagogic is sort of the state that you are in as you're going into sleep. Okay. So you're not fully awake and you're not fully asleep yet. There's sort of this thin layer where you're still aware yep. of where you are, but your mind is flowing and mm-hmm. yep. kind of yep. dreaming. So that's hypnagogic. And so hypnopompic is on the way out of dream. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay. And so this is the space where I, I have interaction happen quite often. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that makes, um, that makes a lot of sense because those are the areas that, um, people who experience things like sleep paralysis or uh you know having those kind of events that's that that's that zone that they're in whenever for for that those kind of things whether it's sleep paralysis or some other experience that's kind of like the 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 between yeah that's 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 they're fast that's a fascinating place and it's, it's be you know, I would like to be able to have that. Um, yeah. What is it? The oh gosh, um, where you know you're dreaming and how you can um, lucid, lucid, yeah, dream. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would yeah, be really I've great. Also place. heard the term uh, liminal dreaming. Yes, yes. So yeah, and and it does come with practice, and that's kind of something that I've had to. Um, and I'm not great at it either. I'm, I try, <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's still a lot that it, it takes a lot and a lot of like dream records. You got to record your dreams uh, and find right. the, the connections and stuff. And yeah. 
And a lot of people get good at it. I think that I have a daughter that um, she she ha- she works in the dream world world a lot too, and um, she has a better gift than I do hmm. um, being able to lucid dream. So very cool. Um, yeah. I, although I do lucid dream, there's a lot of times when I'm aware I'm dreaming, but, um, I can't control it. Like a lot of people can. Yeah, I I've tried. I, and I, yeah. there's no, there's nothing behind it other than I heard that this idea existed and mm-hmm. I got into a, Oh, this is years back. I was like, okay, I'm going to try that. And I felt like I kind of, at least I could become aware that I was in that. Yeah. Situation. But man, I, I got to be honest with you. Most of the time, it's very difficult for me to tell the difference between the two worlds, you know? So, yeah. I, yeah. I could have used more practice, I guess. <laughs> the, only, never too late. <laughs> the only thing that I've had that it would be something near that lucid dreaming or liminal is. Uh, if I'm having a particularly bad nightmare, mm. I can recognize inside the nightmare that it's a nightmare, and I can force myself to kind of eject. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, so you that's know, it, that's that's a good thing because, like, you know, like I'll have something, you know, something terrible happen, and I'll be just like, oh, you know, this just can't, you know, this is this can't be, this isn't right, this is whatever, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, and then I'm like, like. So if I ever had, you know, to go up against Freddy, I'd probably be okay. (laughs) Push a jack and get right out of there. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, dream work has been a pretty uh, important part of my, you know, the last decade or more of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's where a lot of healing has happened for me too. Um, being able to come out of these dreams and sort of see the messages in them and, and yeah, guide some life, um, based on that. Um, I've had a lot of visits from ancestors that have passed away and even have been visited by somebody else's ancestor to give a message. Oh, wow. In in dreams. Is that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's, that's wild. Yeah. It was super profound. Um, can you be a little more specific or is that weird? Is that, yes, no, okay. I would love to get into the, just like okay. blood and bones of all these experiences. Okay. okay. Cause like I said, I never get to talk about cool. this kind of stuff with anybody. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. I've had an experience. I'm curious to hear your story because I've had experiences like that where, I've connected yeah. with relatives and that in that way. And I don't consider myself to be a medium or anything like that. I'm just yeah. a normal person. So I'm curious yeah, to too. hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, this one in particular, you know, like I've been um, visited by ancestors and usually I just get a really warm hug in those moments. And mm-hmm. that's the extent of the interaction. It's just kind of like an exchange of love and you're on your way, you know? Yeah. Um, but this one in particular, it was um, a very good friend of mine who has bipolar disorder and um 
had just finally gotten on a really good regimen of medications. And, um, and there came a point about a year into that um, when he stepped down on one of the medications that he was on. Mm. And, and we hadn't really discussed it. I kind of was noticing some behavior changes and stuff, but didn't really, you know, wasn't like alarming or anything. But um, I went to bed one night and his dad, who passed away in 1998, um, came to me. And his dad came as a younger man. He was younger than me in the dream, mm. but I knew that it was him. And I've never met his dad because I, I met him at, long after his dad had passed away. Okay. But I knew in the dream that that's who it was. And he was pissed. He was stomping around and he was wielding this gun around and he was wow. screaming things that I could not understand. And I, I called him out by name and he stopped and he looked at me and, and in my dream, the friend was also in, it was in this garage setting. And so my friend was with me in the garage. And when I called his name, I heard my friend's mother from behind me say, Oh no, not again, which I found humorous in the dream. Wow. <laughs> Cause they didn't have a good sort of, you know, they, they were divorced and, and whatever. So, um, but he realized that I could see him. And after I had called his name, he really focused in on me and, and he kind of settled down. I could still see that he was upset and angry. And he said to me, don't let him get off his medication. Oh, wow. wow. And I said, I said, okay, you know, I just kind of was like, you got it. Not a problem. And, and he was kind of stomping away. He was still upset and and so I called out his name again to get his attention. And because I hadn't ever met him before, I actually got a chance to say in this um, in this dream state, it was really nice to meet you. And then that was that was all I could remember of the dream. But then I was able to take that to this friend of mine and say, "Hey, <laughs> you know, I saw your dad last night, and he said, "Don't get off your medication." And it, you know, he was just like, oh my gosh, I, wow. you know, I stepped down on this medication. And he's like, now that I'm thinking about it, I realize how much tension and sort of uh, disturbance I'm feeling in myself. And so wow. he got back up on, on those meds. And you didn't so. know that before the dream. You didn't know that he was trying. I knew, I knew that he, I mean, I didn't really realize I thought it was just, um, I thought he was stepping down on the one that's kind of just like, as he needs it, if he's in an episode. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't realize it, that it was like the main one. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. That can so, be really, really not good with bipolar. Yeah. Yes. Uh, to manage yeah. bipolar disorder. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, yeah. We had kind of a difficult history, um, with him. And so him being on those was imperative and, and I wasn't saying anything about it, even though I could kind of see that, you know, there might be something just a little off. Um, mm -hmm. it wasn't anything that I was alarmed about. And so, yeah, to was be visited he, by was, it, yeah. was he receptive of that idea that you were visited? Okay. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. must've been yeah. pretty, pretty intense for him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
He is my go-to when it comes to talking about these stories, though, because he has a real expansive mind. Sure, great. (laughs) It's good to have those friends. You know, we we started this podcast because we wanted to give a forum for people that don't get to tell these stories because outside of their immediate friends or whoever... Yeah, you know, even it could be even your immediate friends. You're afraid to say anything, so yeah, it's interesting how many people come on this and they're like, "I really don't have many people to talk to." That so I'm gonna just tell the world these wild stories, you know? Yeah, because I I actually did tell one friend one incident that I had encountered, and he said, "You really shouldn't say things like that out loud. <laughs> people are going to think you're crazy." <laughs> yeah, uh, well, yeah. Well, we we like crazy people. Yeah, like because awesome. we're you know we're we're all crazy. You know, yeah. like, yeah. uh, the kind of crazy is our kind of crazy. Right. So it's all good to varying okay. degrees. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so, wow. That's wild. That's a that's a wild story. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like one of many, you know, um, that's, that's one where it was kind of somebody I knew who had once been living and then was, it isn't. Um, but uh, most of my experiences come from beings that I don't actually necessarily get to see. Um, I, I just feel them touching me or, I can get into some of those stories if you want. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask um, you real quick, just a little bit yeah. more about your background? Did you grow up in a religious situation, spiritual? Very okay. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yep. I come from a very religious family. Okay. Um, I stepped away from that a little bit um, lots of years ago. Um, I don't denounce it. I'm not one of these people that are like anti what I used to be, you know, I feel like it really held a place for me in my life and it holds a lot of value to a lot of people that I know. And so I'll never be a a basher of religion. Sure. Is it, are you, where did you grow up LDS? Because, because I mean, that's a fairly obvious, yeah, it's fairly (laughs) obvious question because you are Utah, but I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did. And, I, you know, there's a lot of good things about that religion, but there's also a lot that I don't quite mesh with. And I'll tell you, it's because of these type of experiences. Sure. I, um, yeah. Adam and I grew up in the church. We live in the Bible Belt. So it, it's yeah. very similar. There's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah. yes, so we can relate. All right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was kind of like this other story this is kind of, um, you know, like I said, I, I've had these experiences that kind of happen periodically, but one of the big experiences that really sort of got my mind expanding on, it might not be what my childhood religion taught me and that it could be like vastly bigger, you know? Mm Um, and that was, I, I was sleeping one night and um this dream i mean it started out really weird like i was with my dad but my dad is in real life he's married to my mother but in this dream he was married to another woman and i was being introduced to a stepbrother and there's all this stuff going on and um i i i had left this family party and pulled up in front of a house that I thought I lived in. 
And I was, I got out of my vehicle. Everything was dark in the stream. And I observed kind of to the right, there was a white door down the way um, just a little bit. But right in front of me, there was a black door and that's the one I chose to go through. Hmm. And so I went in this black door and right in front of me, and slightly to the left, there was a kind of a six-stair staircase right there with a light switch on the little half wall. So I tried this light switch, wasn't working. And so I tried another light switch, that one wouldn't work. And I went to go around the door and, and do this third light switch, and I got this horrible feeling of dread. Mm. Like, oh, shit, I am not supposed to be here. Mm. And as soon as I got that feeling, I was completely whisked up. I, I could feel two arms wrapped around my shoulders, two arms wrapped around the bottoms of my hips, and then one kind of on the back of my head. And the one on the back of my head was like, it was like propelling me. And I was literally flying down this never-ending hallway with these beings at my back. So I couldn't see them. I could just feel them. But they were just, I mean, it was like hyperspace down this hallway. My limbs, I felt like were, you know, flying behind me. Yeah. And my knee-jerk reaction is always, okay, so well, in my day life, because I have, um, you know, this, I'm highly in tuned with, with, energy and, and beings that also leaves me kind of susceptible for being messed around with when it comes to dark entity. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so my, my thing that I always go to in my day life is only beings of love and light are allowed in this space. That's, that's, I repeat it often hmm. Yes. when I'm staging my house, you know, that kind of stuff. I always, that's how I bless my space. And so, um, I had, you know, so this, these beings were propelling me down this never-ending hallway. And so that's my knee-jerk reaction, is just to start calling out only beings of love and light. And I kind of felt them, like, release just a little bit, um, but were still getting me out of there. And I forced myself awake. That was one of those moments mm. where I had sleep paralysis. Wow. And, and so I had come back into my body, but I couldn't move. And mm. I was still, it was kind of like I was still experiencing the dream, but I knew where I was in this bed and couldn't move. And yeah, I was yeah, yeah. like face down in my pillow, you know, trying to get movement over my limbs. And, um, so after this experience, I was talking to an old, my older sister about it and, you know, telling her that it freaked me out, but I was feeling upset that, A, I didn't wait to see where they were taking me. Mm. I thought that they were just kidnapping me and I don't know, I was going to a spaceship or something, but, yep. um, but I, I wish I would have like held in there to see mm -hmm. where I ended, you know? And then I told her about, you know, me calling out only beings of love and light. And she said to me, this was such a great lesson. You guys can, can have it. <clears throat> she said to me, you are a being of love and light. So it doesn't matter if they are, you wow. just remember that you are a being of love and light. And so no matter where you are, you're okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. And so, yeah. And I've used, you know, I, I do just kind of have that knee jerk reaction though, when I'm having a bad dream, I just, 
yeah, I, I want to push the eject button. <laughs> sure. So you got the you got the impression it was a negative force. I thought so, but now that it's been a few years since that happened, I kind of think. Okay, so this is where this out of religion box stuff. Yeah. It goes into astral travel. I think that I astral traveled into whatever dimension and, you know, this house that I thought that was mine, maybe, you know, in some timeline it was, but in wherever I ended up, it wasn't. And there was darkness all around me. I was in the dark at night. I couldn't flip the light switches on. And I think that they were getting me out of there. Yeah. Because you also... You, I mean, there's symbolism in the. There's a lot of symbolism there throughout. Just if for dreaming, because you went, you had the white door and a black door, and you went to the black yes, door. I did. <laughs> and you know, I mean, that's obvious symbolisms of you know light and dark, you know, good yes. and bad things. You know, maybe you should avoid, uh, yeah. you know, the dark. And then of course you're trying to create light you're trying to illuminate those the darkness and things you know and you're not able to and then of course you get that's when you're oh maybe you're uh, going to be successful but that's when your dread comes in but yeah whoever it was pulled you out whether it was to you know pull you out aggressively or Mm -hmm. to protect you or just to distance you or what but then you know, maybe they, whatever it was, if it was a, a positive force that was pulling you away, whenever you kind of like started, you know, using your, your mantra of only beings of love and light, yeah. maybe that kind of ease off was to be like, oh, we're scaring her kind of yeah. And then yeah, you were out there. Yeah. And then you maybe you were almost allowed to like, hit the eject button and then, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's just, this is kind of yeah. like the, the, the thoughts, my thoughts, my impressions that I was ha- that I'm having from it because yeah. like I said, you know, I, I have that eject button and I'm, I'm usually when I realize that there's something that's, you know, not good in a dream, I can't make myself stay in a, a dream I like. You know, yeah, I definitely like <laughs> to do that quite a few times. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, I won't go into the details, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I won't know. ask any questions. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I'm definitely, uh, you know, much. I'm happy that I do have that ability to, you know, nine times out of ten, if I'm having a really, really bad dream, uh, like a really bad nightmare, I can like bust out. I can get out. Yeah. Know? But, but yeah. you know, that's like those dreams are like twelves, you know, on the on a one to ten. Those are twelves. Yeah. Because uh, I can still I still have bad dreams and I still have really weird, epic, long, you know, horror movie dreams. But sure. you know, um, it's just the ones that are especially upsetting that I'm able to like get out. So get out. Yeah. Well, then then good for us for having that eject button. Right? Exactly. Actually, so, what about yeah. the what about the astral projection thing? Do you do that? Mm-hmm. Is that something that you practice? It's not something that I actively practice, but I do end up, I think, in in that kind of space. And there's there is a story that I'll touch on too. Okay. Um, it was it was literally the most profound experience of my life. Mm, wow. Um, but I did want to touch on. Um, 
something kind of regarding that that other story with the light switches is that I've had uh, one, two, three other dreams of not being able to flip on light switches. Oh, wow. And when that happens... I feel the darkness coming in. Mm, right. Um, <clears throat> sometimes, I mean, there was one night where I went to bed, had a, kind of a nightmare, couldn't flip on the light switches, and realized I was um, I was going to be attacked by the darkness, and oh. so had to force myself up. Went back to sleep that same night, and had another dream that I couldn't flip on light switches, and that time I actually saw the figure of the faceless man all in black mm. um kind of a i think i remember a top like kind of a hat or oh, something wow. oh okay we've heard you about know? the hat and no face i couldn't see his wow. face yeah. Ugh, yeah yeah that sounds like a well one of there's with um shadow beings shadow people yeah yeah know, in the waking world um or you know, it could be somewhere in between, but there's the shadow beings. There's one of the uh, repeating kind of figures is the tall man with the hat. And yeah. uh, usually one of the more terrifying ones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the energy that I was feeling was so incredibly dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll tell you the reason. Okay. So I had a friend who lives across the country and she does astral projection, and she ha- has the ability to control it. Mm. And we were talking about it and stuff, and, I, and she said, I'll come see you tonight. And so I was like, okay. Well, what I here was my lesson, right? I dropped my energetic vibration kind of un- unconsciously, not realizing that I didn't need to do that to let her in. Mm-hmm. And so, so I dropped all of that and it left me totally wide open for all of this darkness to happen. I mean, it tortured me all night. Wow. Mm. And, and, um, honestly, as I was coming out of those dreams, I was like, what the fuck, you know? And I actually kind of heard in my soul, not with my ears, but sort of this message came in that, that said, don't ever drop your energy. If somebody is meant to be there, they'll be able to get through where you are. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up. I mean, it was like still dark outside. I was not going back to sleep, wow. you know. But it was just like, okay, lesson learned. Don't drop your energy, even if you, you know, that's there for a reason. Wow. And that would have protected me. But yeah, so. Is that done? Is astral projection done in the dream state? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I yeah, did, I it didn't is. Know. I thought it was a meditative practice or something. I didn't. Well, you know, it, when you're, yeah, it's kind of like theta. When you're, when you're in theta, um, you have this ability to sort of project your energy body, your ethereal body. Okay. Into wherever. Interesting. A lot. Most people can't go really so much beyond their own house. Mm. You know, sometimes they'll wander around their own house. Okay. Um. I've actually had somebody's ethereal body come up into my presence in the hypnagogic state um, as I was, because I was a guest at his house and I saw his, his body, but it wasn't, he wasn't a body. He was sort of like this body of 
silvery essence and he floated up from the bottom and he kind of just went through and all around me and penetrated every everywhere and Mm. i could feel him and yeah it was fun (laughs) did you ever say anything to him about it or was there i did later i didn't want to freak him out okay um you know it was one of those things where it was just like so (laughs) remember when i slept on your couch and you were like sleeping upstairs this happened yeah but it was kind of more in reference to other things that i was talking about with him and so yeah it's i got to segue into that but Again, it's one of those things where it's like your ethereal body came to see me last night while I slept on your couch. And, <laughs> you know, I could just see him going, you are a crazy woman. That is. Yeah. Wow. You know, I wonder now because of like kind of how you're describing with with the uh, that the, this kind of astral projection that mm-hmm. sometimes whenever I'm asleep or well as i'm getting to sleep uh which is usually kind of a long process um but and sometimes i will get into that uh area where i'm in that i guess the hypnagogic state and i will kind of feel like i'm you know like i'm floating like i'm out of my body floating somewhere and you know like halfway conscious that it's a dream, but yeah. the, if I really, you know, recognize it as being, you know, I'm asleep and I'm dreaming, then I'll wake up. I yeah. wonder if that's some kind of, I wonder if that's some kind of, uh, you know, astral projection, like I've, I've, like I've left or something. I don't know. It I'm, very well be. I, I mean, I believe that we travel when we dream. We, you know, we, yeah. we leave these bodies. The body needs to rest. The spirit doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So that night I had the two different dreams that I couldn't flip the light switches on. And then I also had another dream recently where I couldn't turn it off. Mm. And this one I was approached by a tall, skinny woman in a black dress, gray hair, gray skin. Like she just looked like she was. She was just clay gray mm, oh, wow. and she wasn't touching the ground. And wow. that one I forced myself out of because I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my tell. It's like, if I know I can't flip on or off light switches, there's a problem. You know, I've got, there's darkness around me somewhere and I need to, I need to eject. Interesting, man. Wow. Yeah. That's def- that definitely seems like that's some kind of a language that your brain has set up for yeah. itself to understand. Yes, to, I to, think so. You know, for your navigation, yeah. for warning systems, like you yeah. know, if you're trying to do that, and this, then you know, that's like pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And and yeah, there. So there is this um, YouTube series that I totally recommend, and it's called Anamnesis. Okay. And. It is about lucid dreaming. Okay. And there is a character in there who lucid dreams and he writes, I might have this wrong. I think he writes yes and no on his, on the Mm -hmm. palms of his hands. And so if he, if he sees that his palms are blank in the dream, he knows he's dreaming and then he goes on creating the dream. Okay. 
And so, yeah. And so it kind of feels like the same thing. Like, yeah, if the light switches are happening. That tells me darkness is near. I got to get out. Wow. So. Yeah. Dreams, yeah. dreams are a strange thing and we've talked about it here and I don't know. You probably know more about it than, than we do. And so what are, what is happening? Is that a, is that a chemical thing that's happening that's allowing us to um, get into these different states of time and, um, you know, because you hear a lot about DMT and that our brains, yeah. you know, we we produce that and that could possibly be part of the reason why we dream. Mm -hmm. it, it's, um, but it's it's always just really fascinating to me because. You know, I mean, it's no secret. I've taken a lot of drugs in my life. And um, <laughs> the reason why I think I did as a young person is because I was told my whole life to be spiritually minded and like, you know, be open to these things. But the two things I found in my life that gave me the most spirituality was music and hallucinogens. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that were like, oh, wow, I yeah. am not, there's something bigger than me that I belong mm -hmm. to. Yeah. And, and I felt that in dream states also, you know, like, mm -hmm. although the dream state is something where you can't control, you don't know, or at least I, I can't as far as what I'm going to dream. Do you know what I mean? Uh -huh. Um. And you find yourself in these situations where, like, a lot of times, like, I think, like, some of my best ideas come from that state when you're, when you're, when you're just falling into sleep. I, I will solve yeah. problems that way. Right. If I can remember them, you know what I mean, yeah. the next day. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah. I, I find because, that. Mm -hmm. Because the ego doesn't exist there. Right, right. We're all spirit. It's all kind of like improv, right? I love, I We're love, not I trying to that. control anything. Yeah. yeah. The walls come down and you're able to yeah. absorb. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. And dreaming is, I mean, it's it's quite literally an altered state of consciousness. It's a definitely yeah. a different type of consciousness, the type that you would have. Similar, I'm sure, as you know, when you're taking uh, hallucinogens, except that yeah. you know, you're not conscious, you're not awake, right? Or at least on that aspect of it that we understand it. Since I mean, we yeah. don't, I mean, there's so much about dreaming that we simply don't understand, you yeah. know, on the science yeah. from the science of dreaming, you know, we, we don't know, we, we just know that our body needs a break mm -hmm. and you know, our brains. That's whenever it sorts through stuff, you know, right, and whether right. it's, you know, and where where it goes to while we're doing that, you know, that's yeah. a whole other thing. But we yeah. know that, you know, that it's like, you know, it's like clearing out uh, your, your uh, part of it is like clearing out the, the junk files. Yeah. Like of your, your computer. cache. Yeah. Like and, you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Caching it out, <laughs> yeah. like removing, you know, the right. stuff that you don't, you know, you do. You know that you didn't consciously observe through the day. You know, because I mean, we 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 have our all of our sensations, and we're experiencing all these sensations all the time, all the way around us. But you know, but we we're just fixated on the few little things so that we can navigate through the waking world and through our life, and that so we can, you know, move 
around uh, and and not die, I guess. But you know, it's just, it's it's like it's at the end of the day, you know, part of that dream, part of or at least part of sleeping, I should say, not necessarily dreaming, but part of sleeping, mm-hmm. is getting rid of you know that excess information and yeah, you know, some of that could certainly inform dreaming. You know, but also, uh, you know, we again, we just simply don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like there is definitely a, a just a you know scientific chemical reaction happening to your body while you're sleeping, while you're dreaming. But where, you know, I guess the untapped part that is hard to study is this ethereal body that we're connected mm-hmm. to and how far does it go you know it could go light years right. or it, it, you know so and i mean with as vivid as my dreams are there i just can't imagine that i'm still just in my body yeah all the time that's what everybody says about dmt you know you, you hear people yeah. going on these like you know, ayahuasca trips and like uh, mm-hmm. this whole idea of like you're you just meld into the ether of consciousness and and whatever it is that um, spirituality, whatever it is that makes our soul it, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and you'll listen to them talk, and the, and the, and the often people will say it felt like I was gone for tens of thousands of years. Yeah. And here it was only a few minutes, you know, and it's like, right. I don't know. There's just something I that used to scare the shit out of me. Like back in the day when I heard people were doing DMT, I was like, what a terrible idea because uh-huh. I didn't know about I didn't understand what it was that they were doing. But the more I've learned yeah. about it, the more I'm intrigued by it. And um, because I've had really interesting experiences on on other, you know, uh, drugs. So I. I can only imagine what what that experience must be like. And I think it's a good thing for people to explore those things if you're up to it. I'm not saying everyone should do it. Sure. Not, not everyone's yeah. made out to do that. But mm. yeah. if you're so inclined, I think I think it only benefits you as a person. It gives you perspective on yeah. where we fit in, you know? Right. We are right. egomaniacs, and, like like you're saying. Yeah, yes, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the biggest things about uh, hallucinogens, is that they do induce that kind of ego death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So then you yes. are open up. You are realize that you know. Oh, I'm part of the universe. I'm part of the bigger thing. That you know, I'm just another organism on a bigger organism that's this planet that's in a bigger organism that's this galaxy in the universe man and love is the everything man you know know, that kind of thing but like you know that's true yeah but 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 still that's what it is there's something to that yeah there's something to that and it is a universal kind of thing because you know typically you know when people have these kind of uh you know uh trips or you know medicines that induce these kind of you know ego death kind of things you know people do come back and they're like you know it you know we are all together we're you know everybody's love is a big important thing so i don't know there's i i understand why some people consider those practices to be spiritual medicine you know absolutely i i completely believe in plant medicine yeah. If yeah. you're using it for medicine, it can obviously right. all of it can be abused. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, my I've only had one 
magic mushroom journey in my life and it it was brutal and absolutely beautiful yeah (laughs) i got a lot of information but really the thing that i took out of it was love is the only thing that comes from spirit everything else is ego including purpose and meaning Mm -hmm. and that pissed me off when i was in it yeah because i was like if there's no you know if we can't have purpose and meaning without having the ego involved, what's the point of all of this, you know? But, um, after I kind of integrated over the, a few months, it took, took a few months, I realized we need the ego. The ego's not bad. It helps us sort information. Right. And the ego is just as important as food and water. And so purpose and meaning are as important as food and water to this body. Yeah. Yes. But the, the point is continue to bring it back to love. Yep. Because if we don't bring it back yeah. to love, we're stuck in ego. That's so everything. true. Get this. We call it what's your weird story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. We're complicated animals because it's like, you know, we spend our lives surviving. And in order to survive on some scale, it depends on where you come from. If if you're, if you, if you come from a really desperate situation, you got to have a lot of ego. You got to have a strong armor to get you through that. And I think what we're seeing as modern man sort of evolves into this new thing that we are really struggling with, Mm -hmm. we're having a hard time figuring out where that, where's that divide? Where is the animal part of our existence? Where does that meet with the spiritual part of our existence? How do we survive in a situation where we don't have to hunt for our food anymore? Uh, yeah. That's that's a big part of the human story, and we've really mm-hmm. eliminated that over the past couple of hundred years. And yeah. we aren't caught up quite yet. Our 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 brains and our bodies and our spirit yeah. has not caught up with that. Right. We're still yeah. evolving, and we're having a hell of a time <laughs> yeah. figuring it out. Yeah, but yep. I feel and anxiety and depression is on the rise. Oh, and, big yeah. time! I, yeah, you know, I think we all see that. You right? Know? Yeah, we need to balance the spirit and the body. Yeah, and a lot of that also, I think, is is the fact that there's la- less interaction, like in person. Yeah, human interaction. Uh, yeah, human interaction, yeah. or even uh, even to the degree that we are interacting here and now. Right. You know, because we're at least we're seeing each other's faces, and so we are having this kind of interaction, as opposed to something on social media where you're just reading what somebody says right. and interpreting it for yeah. however you want it to spin or however 
that particular day has affected you, and you read that, and that's going to read however you interpret what is being written or whatever. And yeah. and people will just say whatever they want on social media where they would not say it to your face because, <laughs> you know, they're either A, they're, they're cowards if they're going to yeah. be so, uh, you know, aggressive about it uh, or they're, you know, they just, they don't believe it, but, you know, mm-hmm. being contrary, you know, where, right. you know, Trolling. we don't have trolling and yeah. you know and civility you know and, and that, that like you know and just by just regular down to earth kindness right you know compassion you're kindness be, compassion yeah. is kind you're going to be mm. more apt to experience those things when there's another human being in your presence yeah and especially yeah. if it's a human being that you're talking to or about you know you're going to have more of a conscious understanding that that's a flesh and blood person over there and you know that whatever you attribute to them uh you may be wrong because you know you can go you can see them there or you can you know or whatever i mean you know it's just there's the it's we've become so removed from our closeness on personal levels um yeah that it's yeah. that increases the difficulty and it's only growing more and more and more so but yeah. you know yeah. it's, we will you know I'm, uh, it's just something that uh, we have to, to deal with as a people as as, a, as a, a creature and you know we tend to turn away from those things that we realize are not as good for us because we're always going to return to Human interaction in human with humans. We're always going to turn back one way or another. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's why yep. these these conversations are important to have. You know, because yeah. these are the things that help us figure these mm-hmm. things out. You know, yeah. and then and, and there's been a huge movement to get rid of spirituality and get rid of the, the thing that we can't see. And, and it's like, I, I and I, I think this is, this may be for better or worse, a fault of my upbringing, but I was just born to believe that there's something bigger than me. And yeah. um, I think it's important to keep that perspective. If for nothing Absolutely. else, to keep your humility where in check. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because without humility, you just become entitled and yeah. Nobody likes an entitled person, right? You know, you know they yeah. become unruly. So yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. My big lesson was just keep bringing it back to love. You know, yeah. it's like it's so simple and yet such a hard thing to learn because mm. we we struggle to let go of that ego. You yeah. know. Um, Oh, do you yeah. consider yourself to be a medium of, of sorts or what, what do you, what do you call what, what you do? You know what I mean? Like, do you, put I it, do am you, not, I don't think I'm a medium. I think that I am a highly sensitive empath. Okay. Um, I can, I can feel spirit. I can hear spirit. I can, um, sense spirit. Sometimes, yeah. Um, actually, Claire audience, which is being audible through the ear, that one I struggle with. Okay. Um, that's probably the lowest on the scale of the rest of the Claire's. Um, but um, 
yeah, I, I've had experiences like, you know, like with the, um, with the, the one, the beings that wrapped themselves around mm-hmm. me to get me out of there, I could feel them touching me. I could feel the one like spinning the back of my head yeah. and kind of almost wrapping up in my hair. And yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. So, um, and I see them too. Um, there was another experience that, um, I had, uh, it's got a little bit of a backstory I had come home from work a little bit early that day because I had a migraine. And, um, you know, I tried to lay down as soon as I got home, which was probably around 2.30 or 3 o'clock, which is the same time that kids start walking home from school. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a dog next door that was barking at the kids that were walking down the, down the street. And of course I'm in a migraine stage and just like, ah, this barking dog, you know? And I had remembered a story that my sister had told me about her angels and taught, you know, when you talk to angels, they don't need fluff. They just need you to tell them what to do and say, thank you. And so I was recalling this. And so, you know, I'm in so much pain. I just want the dog to shut up. And so I say, okay, angels, go tell the dog to be quiet. It's just the kids coming home from school. I got a migraine. I got to check out for 20 minutes. And didn't work. Dog's still barking. And so (laughs) my response is to say, I guess I don't have angels. (laughs) And then I remembered... (laughs) And then I remembered that there was an earplug in the... Um, nightstand next to me. So I plugged one ear, I laid down on the pillow with the other ear, checked out for about a half an hour, got back up, went throughout my day, everything was okay, went to bed that night. And I'm in that hypnagogic state, fully aware that I'm in my bed. Mm. And all of a sudden my room lights up. Okay. My eyes are closed. My room lights up. Oh, and here's another thing. I wear contacts, and so I am blind as a bat without them in, and I don't sleep with them in. So blind as a bat, but my eyes are closed, and I can see into my room. My whole room is all lit up, and I see these probably about 20 orbs in front of me. Wow. Mm. And I knew immediately. Like, my soul was like, oh, I have angels, you know? And then I feel these hands on my head. And... Like I said, clear audience isn't good for me. And so these hands on my head, this was our communication. And so I see these angels, these orbs um, across the room, and it kind of takes my breath away. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this real? And these hands that are on my head nod my head for me. Oh, wow. To say yes. And my soul just starts weeping. And I'm just like, thank you. You know, I'm not alone in this world. Thank you. And then I basically just held my breath for as long as I could and stayed with that for as long as I could. And then things started to kind of dissipate. And as they did, these hands gave my head a little like squeeze, like it was hugging me before it let go. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so, of course, I'm wide awake after that happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like three o'clock in the morning by that point. I, I mean, I guess that lasted. I mean, I think I went to bed at midnight, so it it lasted three hours. It felt like it wow. was damn an instant, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, so I was up, 
after that one. But, you know, that was kind of a precursor to this, this real epic one that, that honestly changed my life. Um, I had, okay. So the friend with bipolar disorder, I was actually together with him for, for eight years. Okay. We were married for eight months and then I divorced him about a year and a half ago. Okay. But we're still friends. Okay. Um, and I really believe we're still friends because of this experience that I had. Um, I went to bed this one night and actually it was kind of like I was in a dream within a dream. So there, I was down this it's like second tier layer of a dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I had a dream that, um, I was like, I had met my, my first husband's new kids and I felt like this huge responsibility that, that they come to know their big brothers, my kids. Okay. And, um, but in that dream, my ex had picked them up, picked them up and, and took them. And then I felt sad. Well, then I had this awareness, oh, this is a dream. And all of a sudden my phone lights up, um, in the, in the upper tier to wake me up out of that dream. Okay. So I pick up the phone having had this under layer dream. And I read the phone and it says, go say, I'm ready to report. And then it sa- it gives me a name. I used to tell people the name, but I have been since instructed divinely, don't be saying the angel's name. Mm-hmm. So, but I knew when I read that, this was like a divine instruction. It didn't, it, I didn't question it. I just got up out of bed and I walked out into the living room that wasn't actually my living room. It was this dream living room. And it was kind of down in this pit, like two stairs down. So I go down these two steps and across the room to the far corner and it's dark. um, And I kind of can observe that it's also cold and so I reach around on the back of the chair and I, I put this blanket over my, my legs and I close my eyes and I kind of do a, a, you know, one of these and I say, I'm ready to report and I call this angel by name. And all of a sudden I'm kind of thrust back. It wasn't like a, like a, you know aggressive thrust, but it was kind of like gently thrust back in my chair. Like, and I started like all of a sudden I was in space Mm. and you know, in, um, star Wars, when you've got the streaking stars, when Mm -hmm. they go into hyperspace, that's what I was sitting in the center of. Wow. Wow. And it was like the most beautiful, comforting gold color with the slightest hint of pink to it. And it just, oh my gosh, I, as soon as I got there, I, I knew, I mean, call it what you want, whatever you call your higher power, I don't care. But to me, it was like, I knew I was sitting in the center of God's love. Oh, wow. And, and the only thing that I could do in that moment was again, this, um, soul weeping, you know, it's not like I'm, my body's crying. It's not like my soul is weeping and I, all I can do is just profess my love back. Um, it was just this absolutely 
gorgeous, intimate expression of love between me and source. Mm. And, um, oh, and so while the, and, and I'm going to tell you this too, that kind of love does not, it doesn't exist in this world. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely so, it was so profound. Um, and so I'm having this really intimate exchange with source and I don't realize at the time that this angel was talking to me. And, um, and so all of a sudden I kind of see off in the distance, the ether splits open and it's kind of way out there. And all of a sudden, like it splits open and I see these bodies of light standing out there. And they're not paying any attention to me at all. It's kind of off in the distance, but it catches my attention out of this, um, you know, love exchange with source. And, and then I can realize that the angel is trying to tell me something. And so I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, what's he trying to say? And I'm not getting it. Like, I'm, it's not connecting. I don't, I don't know if he's not speaking English and I just can't understand it or, or what, you know? Um, and so I had this really lucid thought, like you just got to get the bottom line. What's, what is the, the ultimate message here? And I finally connect with the messages be love. Mm. And so you know, I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll go be love, which, you know, in the moment I was kind of like, I already thought I was, but (laughs) I need to do better. But as soon as I connected with that message, all, everything kind of just starts to dissipate real slowly. And all of a sudden I see this man with bipolar disorder, but he's in cartoon form and he's kind of just all, you know, casually leaning back on this couch except his heart is like beating out of his chest, like Mm. a cartoon. Mm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then I understand, and I'm paraphrasing here, um, but I start to understand I need to be love, but also be a source of love to him, knowing his mental illness and and whatnot. Um, But, kind of more like to be a steward for him in this life Mm. to help him sort out reality. Mm, Right. Yeah. And so, um, and so I'm in that. And as soon as I see that and I kind of start connecting with what the actual messages are, then I have this lucid thought like, Oh, if he wakes up, he's going to see me gone out of bed and he's going to come looking for me. So I better get back. And so I went back into that chair in the dream that I was sitting in just to see him rounding the corner. And as soon as he started to step down those two steps, I was like, oh, I'm still dreaming, you know? And so then I was able to actually wake myself up out of that other tier of the dream. So, yeah. And so when it came time to actually leave that relationship, I was able to do it from a space of self-love mm. and, you know, not like a bunch of blame, like you're a big fat jerk or anything. Like I, I have absolute compassion and mercy for him. Um, I left with love. I just knew that I needed to pay attention to me too. That's great. And so, so yeah, so that dream really set the tone for me. And I'll tell you what, I've lost some family members over 
A, being in that relationship and also leaving it, still showing compassion and mercy, mm. they're a family that disowned me yeah. because they wanted me to just get rid of him. And I, you know, so now I'm kind of in this space where it's just like, I thought of divine instruction and, and that to me just, it, it speaks more volumes than Sure. Anything, I mean, so. you have to answer to yourself at the end of the day. You have, yeah. to, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and, you know, yeah. and, and unfortunately, some folks can't get on board with those things. And, and hey, yeah. that's 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 their right to do so. But that's pretty yeah. amazing that you got that out of the dream. That's yeah, I think there's a lot yeah, to be, there's a lot yeah. to be said for that kind of stuff. You know, it's like. You know, the the Buddhists have that saying about when you walk, know you're walking. When you eat, know you're eating. You know, like be mm. be present and understand yeah. that there's more to what you're getting than meets the eye. And yeah. I mean, I like to think that I do that. But I mean, you know, to varying degrees, it's like that helps in life because it's like you can hold on to grudges and you can treat people unfairly based upon your perception of the way that things need to go right rather than seeing things from where they're at and and maybe they don't have the ability to be that person that you need them to be Mm -hmm. you know and that's okay it's like it is okay it's okay and we can we can we can we can exist as separate entities and, and that's fine you know, because we're all on our own journey. Absolutely. And so my journey, my journey is meant to hold space for people. This is what I do for a living. I hold the space for people in transition. Usually that's the dying. Sometimes it's the birthing. Sometimes, I mean, I'm holding space for a person who isn't dying, but she wants to have a life celebration for herself. Because she has just spent too many years grieving. And Mm -hmm. so she wants to. And so this is what I do for my my job. I I hold the space and, you know, without judgment, keep the ego out of it and and just honor the journey that they're on, you know. And honestly, it's like these family members, I just I mean, I'm I'm human too, right? And so sometimes I get kind of wrapped up in those emotions and feeling like maybe a little defensive about it, but truly they're on their own journey too. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is meant to teach them something too. Yeah, and right. so I'm okay to hold that space open for them as well. Right. Wow. So that's yeah. great. What a, what a great angle to look at things from. I mean, really, because, you know, life is, Life is what you make it, of course, but like, I think compassion goes a long way going back to what we talked about before and, and giving to people, giving back to people that, that can't, they don't have the ability to have what you have. And and that may just be a perspective. It may just be that you have a different perspective that you can help someone understand things. And that's like huge, man, because so many people... Are so many people are walking around with this chip on their yeah. shoulders and they're unable to shed it. Yeah. And it's sad. And it's, you know, because yeah, because we live in a day and time where we're, you know, I think these types of things that you're talking about, 
you know, dream work and, um, you know, astral projection or mm-hmm. anything in between that helps, yeah. it can help you in bettering yourself and everyone around you. Yeah. Well, and being open to, you know, guides, we have mm-hmm. these guides on the other side. They're just kind of sitting around waiting for us to yeah. acknowledge they exist and listen to them, mm-hmm. you know, um, learn the language that they speak. Mine speak through dreams. And I, I understand that not just through dreams. Sometimes I get things when I'm fully wide awake, I'll, I'll get a, and just a knowing, mm-hmm. you know, some people call it downloads. I think that that's really, um, uh, underplaying what it is. Yeah. Um, but I get it cause we're in the, you know, the world of electronics. So, yeah. but, um, but yeah, those knowings, those, those angel whispers, those are what are important to sure. me in all of this work. So, yeah. In fact, one of these, um, angel whispers that I, I received. So I am a, I'm a very emotionally driven creature. I, I'm run by emotion and intuition. Mm-hmm. Logic comes later. <laughs> and I know it and I'm okay with it. You know, this is me. Love it or leave it. And I had this really, like, shocking knowing that was so, like, I, I mean, yeah. Okay, let me tell you. So we have experiences in our life. And, and so the logical thought is each experience that we have is either positive, neutral, or negative. And to each of those experiences, whether positive, neutral, or negative, we also assign a meaning, which also is positive, neutral, or negative. Yeah. And so I can have a profoundly negative experience, but assign a positive meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I started analyzing that and then it took me further and, and was basically like, okay, so, but once we latch on to somebody else's experience, we then become enslaved by that especially if we attach a meaning or even worse, um, let their meaning become our meaning. Then we're just a complete slave. We basically hijacked their experience and it wasn't our experience. And then we start having all of the um, sympathetic nervous system reactions to somebody else's experience, which is so unnecessary. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you guys ever seen the, the series, the mind explained? I have not. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. Um, but it talks about how, you know, we have these experiences and we have an experience through our own perception. Yeah. And so people can have, like, be in the same place at the same time and have profoundly different experiences. Yeah. Yes. Right. And they used 9 11 as an example. Yeah. Um, where there was a, it was something about a child, you know, she was a kid at the time in school when all of that took place and her memory told her and put her into some serious trauma because her mind remembered seeing the smoke. I mean, she was in New Jersey. And so seeing the smoke across the bay Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
And I think that they went back to the school into the room where she was at. And it was like, A, you couldn't have seen the smoke from here. And B, there was no window facing the water, you know? And so she had sort of created the story, but it became her experience. And I think that, I mean, that's, that's all life is. Every experience we have is merely our perception. It's not necessarily based in truth. Yeah. Yeah, they so, they talk about rewiring your neuropathways by by just what you said, making a positive con- connotation where there used to be a negative. And your brain yeah. does some really fucked up shit to you, and it will yeah. tell you it will. I've got that voice in my head always. You know, you're not you're not enough. You know, it's, yeah. it's like that thing, and you can you can take that on from a bunch of different. You know, perspectives and 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 I'm an empath. I'm an empath also in a in a way that I if I'm around good energy, I'll take that on. If I'm around negative energy, I'll also take that on. I can't let myself be around yeah. negative people, man. It, it right. just it kills me. Yeah, and, and I and I become that, and so it's like yeah. that's that's a it and it's a perspective thing. It, it but that's yeah. where that's where the ego is a good thing, the the yeah. ability to discern between the two and stand up for yourself and say, I'm not going to allow myself to become, you know, in, engrossed in this uh, is a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we can't just be lint noodles. You know, absorbing right. everything. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, but yep. this has been a great conversation. Absolutely. Rhea, really. And we, we, we appreciate you coming on. And, you know, I think uh, if you've got anything to plug, we would love for you to, you know, put it out there if you want. If not, no big deal. Um. Well, I mean, I have a business um, that I could plug if anybody great. is... Um, my my the big thing that I do I do a, a lot of different things I'm I'm a life doula and so I take care of people like I said kind of in transition whether it's birth or death or whatever in between wow I also um, teach and certify others to be end of life doulas if they feel called to work in death um, a lot of it is just interim care too it's not necessarily mm-hmm. being present at the time of death. Um, and so if somebody wants to do that, they can find me at earthsideholistic.com. Um, I am also Earthside Holistic on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm trying to get a YouTube channel started, but it's not, it's not there yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I'm also in school now to be a midwife, and mm. I'm eventually going to take this life life midwife route so that I'm a midwife taking care of birth, death and everything in between. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I've got quite the journey. Um, I'm working on some workshops right now for womb healing, um, which also includes their partners. It's Mm. not just for a womb carrier. It's, um, it's to help heal divine feminine and divine masculine. Um, so yeah, these are kind of my, my passions and, um, you know, a lot of it is based on my own personal experience. Um, so that's great. Yeah. You're, you're doing, yeah. you're doing great yeah. stuff. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I, I feel like I'm on the right path. Finally, sure. get out of the, out of the corporate world and there you go. 
Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we'd love to have you back if you ever would like okay. to come back. I mean, it, we really sure. enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. I did too. And I so appreciate you having a platform to talk about this stuff because I just, it just kind of stews in here. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well you yeah. live an, an interesting life for sure. Thank yeah. you. And you know, my, yeah. the, the last, the last message that I received from my angels as was, as I was coming out of dream, um, I heard in my soul say, um, you were inserted into this family to help them heal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what heavy. does that mean? The, well, the, yeah. the human family. Yeah. Right. <laughs> my family. Yeah. yeah. All I the above. All the above. All the above. Yeah. You know. So sometimes the messages are just a little bit vague, and why use the word inserted? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so, I, I'm a yeah. martial arts practitioner, and martial arts is built on the vague, <laughs> those oh. types of vague ideas, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Leaves uh, a lot of room for that perception. Yeah, absolutely. Be the water. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, awesome. I'll be the water. Awesome, Rhea. Thank you so much. <laughs> we appreciate you. You're welcome. Out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what if any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt get a hold of us Maybe it'll happen. Great stories, Ray. As always, uh, we find people through other people. They they uh, they hook us up with with folks to come on tell stories, and we appreciate Raya uh, getting in touch and and hanging out with us for a little while. Yeah, that's really cool stuff. Dreams are always an interesting topic. I. Interesting topic, and I always love talking about dreams, especially my dreams because they're weird when I remember them. Uh, and I, you know, I, I try to uh, I send them to people. Uh, got a couple of friends who I just I text them my dreams because uh, they don't tell me they they haven't told me to stop doing it, but uh, <laughs> I enjoy doing that. And we don't know. There's so much about dreaming that we don't know. Um, you know, because we don't know what the brain's doing. We don't know what the rest of us is doing. You know, our body's sleeping, but, you know, what else is going on? And Ray is able to kind of understand more of what her brain is doing in sleep and what it's trying to tell her and understand what's going on there more, way more than I can do anything of yeah. mine. It's cool. Um, I mean, she's intelligent and uh, has spent 
the majority of her life trying to figure these things out. And it's amazing to talk to people like that. I wish I could control my dreams, but I, yeah. you know, I, 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 I like to try to get in there and realize when it's a dream, but man, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Sometimes it's just crazy. You know, I, a couple of weeks ago, I had some crazy dreams, man. I woke up and it's like so real and you're just like, Oh my God, it took me a while to come down. I'm like, Whoa, that was not real. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah, was yeah, real dude. life for a minute, man. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure. I've definitely had dreams like that where I've like, you know, like in my dream, I'll have uh, I, I had one recently where I was like on in the dream. I was uh, like tripping. I would taken some kind of, you know, psychedelics and I knew that I had, I'm like, oh, man, why did I do this? This is yeah. I haven't done the you know, I've done this forever, man. What's right. going on? Why do you know? And then I realized, oh, no, it was just a dream. But it was just strange that, you know, the yeah. intersection of what, you know, inner th- of thoughts in dreams and, and, and cheering all together. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but. no. It's, <laughs> that thing that you sent me on Graham Hancock was a really nice little piece where he was talking about doing DMT and basically – um, ex, ex, you know, experimenting on people to dose them for long periods of time, yeah. trickle it, trickle it through their bodies. And, uh, man, that's so fascinating because it just, I think there's t- something tied there between dream state, DMT, spirituality, you know, these things that we, there's just so much of it that you see, you know, represented in religion or or just people's experiences like we have on, you know, with with Rhea. I mean, it's cool that people take time and have the ability to to take time to focus their energies into stuff like this. Very cool. It's a cool subject, I think. Yeah, definitely. And all the other stuff that she does with her dualism, you know, helping people, amazing. you know, come in and, and leave this mortal plane. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks again, Rhea. That was good stuff. And uh, we appreciate it. And we really enjoyed talking to you. And we hope that all of Weirdsville uh, out there, we, we hope you enjoyed it as, as well. Uh, and we hope that you guys have a good Valentine's Day or Singles Awareness Day, whichever it is. Um, but uh, we, regardless of who else out there, says this we're the ones who really mean it we love you weirdsville we love you so much yeah and not in a like a dirty way no um not dirty you know in a in a brotherly sisterly type of family 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 type situation you know yeah you know i mean who knows what it could develop into but we're just saying right right thanks for listening Once again, to what's a weird story with Matt, me, and Barry, and we will see you next time. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe, be weird.
The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.